Welcome to the Without Limits Podcast, where we break through barriers, revealing the keys to living an abundant life. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Anne-Marie. Hi, and welcome back to Without Limits Podcast. This is part three of a Stepping Stone series that we did on really about gathering so much information in the world that we're living in right now. And how do we process it? How do we take individual responsibility? How do we make sure that the information we're getting is correct? But today is about arriving at conclusions. Conclusions. This, I'm we, so excited we, about this one, Mark. We got to get somewhere with it, right? Well, because we we could have made assumptions about the information that we had was an opinion because mm-hmm. a lot of people said it, so it must be correct. But now we need to take that and how do we double check that it actually is correct? And there must, there must be a process for that. <laughs> there is. I found an amazing quote. Let me share it. So if we look at, okay, from the world of science, for example, science is a process for learning about the world. It's not merely an established body of knowledge to be consulted. Because many people come out and say, you know, the science is settled or this is the truth and whatever. Science is so wonderful. And I come from a medical background, so I've just loved science my whole life. It really is a process for learning about the world. It's a valuable friend to us. It is. It helps us. We were mentioning before about past and present and future mm-hmm. that those discoveries have been, science is what has led them. Exactly. Right. It, it, is, it has brought us to a deeper understanding of how things work. Mm-hmm. And the more we understand how things work, the quicker we can process mm-hmm. through them. Mm-hmm. And the more readily we can live a life without abundance. Mm-hmm. You know what I probably why I get so excited about science? Because science starts with hope. Science starts with a hope for something better or a curiosity about something that happened and wanting to really find out more about it. I just love that. It's born in curiosity. Eh? Right, exactly. It really is. Exactly. I mean, I remember you can think of your youngest childhood memories. It was, you know, you're outside on a rainy day and water's running along beside the curb. And why is it running? What's mm-hmm. it going? Where is it going? Mm-hmm. Where did it come? How does it end up where it ends up? Yeah. So you, yeah. you investigate because you're and, curious. And it grows and, and it expands and it gets better. And it really is grounded in improvement. Mm-hmm. I can think back to nursing school and the things that I did. Well, as new things came up and science came up, um, and we challenged what we were doing, and things changed a little bit. And it's amazing. There were a lot of parts of nursing practice that stayed true for years and years and years from historical that were tried and true and kept going. But there were things that evolved because of science and that curiosity. So the first part of coming to a conclusion really is that beautiful curiosity of having faith and hope that something's going to be better. It almost seems like a contradiction to even be mentioning faith and hope in context with science. Right. But it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. We were talking earlier about the idea of an icebreaker. Oh, yeah. Of a ship yeah, going yeah. through. Well, the front of it is faith and hope. I mean, you're, yeah. this, this, shout, the, this ship is busting into this heavy, heavy ice. Well, you're, you're taking a risk there. Mm-hmm. There's an unknown there. There's an uncertainty there. 
And then kind of like science is more like at the back of the boat and you can see, okay, so this is how the ice broke. That's the best way to determine how thick the ice is, Mm -hmm. is at the back. Once a piece is broken, you can see its thickness. You can, so you can, it can garner or it can lead to helping you understand your steps forward. But it's really the forward movement is faith and hope. Mm -hmm. We've been told a lot lately. I think that role has been reversed on us. And I, and I, and I don't think it's healthy Mm -hmm. that we, you know, um, science is based in observation Mm -hmm. and observation is, is absolutely determined by the passing of time. Mm Mm-hmm. So when we were talking about an analogy, we thought of, I thought of the train because I've used that in so many other analogies where you have this diesel engine at the front with a captain or a conductor Mm -hmm. and he's moving that train forward with faith and hope. Mm -hmm. He hopes the tracks there. He hopes the destinations there. He hopes the, right. And so in that equation, Amory, where would you put the science? I would put the science at the caboose. (laughs) <laughs> at the caboose. Right. So if I'm sitting at a and watching a train go by and I'm sitting at a road and I watch it go by, I see the I see the diesel go by and then I see all these cars go by and then you see the caboose. The uh-huh. caboose is the follower. Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. At the end, once you know, the people have observed everything and they've questioned and they've hoped and they move through and then time passes and then you can make some conclusions. I'm going to use the analogy, we've used it before, but a lighthouse. And what's the name of the one you talk about all the time? The Bell Rock. Oh yes, the Bell Rock. So I want to use the Bell Rock Lighthouse as an example to talk about how our listeners can come to good conclusions by really using time-tested science. So one way, um, so initially before the lighthouse was built, there were a lot of ships that were crashing in that area. And people would observe that. And so from the observation of all these ships crashing in this one area, then they moved to questioning. So what would one of their questions be? Why are they crashing? (laughs) Exactly. It could be coincidence. Right. It it just could be, you know, it just could be an act of coincidence that all these ships are going down the same place. So that we have to do that too. When we're hearing information, we need to still stay Mm -hmm. in the observing and questioning. Do you know why they didn't know what was causing all these ships to crash? No. Because they all crashed at the same time. Do you know when they Mm -hmm. crashed? No. When the tide was in. Right. Because they couldn't see the rock. Right. Exactly. So even though there's two things that were occurring, there was ships were crashing at the same place, Mm -hmm. but there was ships that were crashing for the same reason. The tide Mm -hmm. was always in. And that's what they did, Mark, after the question. They gathered information. And then when they start to see the tide move in and out, they saw the rock. They saw where they were crashing into it. So and that leads to this wonderful hypothesis of, hmm, I wonder, <laughs> let's, let's make a guess about, I wonder if that big rock could be causing, could be causing the ships to crash. And once they determined it was, mm-hmm. do you know what their first step was? No. It wasn't to build a lighthouse. No. They anchored a huge bell. That's why it's called the Bell Rock. I did not know that. So what would happen is the, the bell would be covered with water, but one, but I mean the, oh. the rock would be covered with water, but the bell would be above it. Okay. So captains could hear this bell. Interesting. Because on the stormy, if the sea, you know, it's, it's a stormy sea, mm-hmm. it would hear the bell banging back and forth, and that would be an early warning. Right. 
Interesting. So that's a caboose now. Yes, exactly. But from that observe or from that um, um, information and data that they had, they made a conclusion. They put the bell there. But then, as time went on, more information came, more data came, more um, abilities came, and they actually built the lighthouse that then now has the light as the early warning. So they moved through it from, you know, they tested their hypothesis, the bell was working, but I bet there were still ships that were still crashing because they didn't hear it soon enough Mm -hmm. or they couldn't correct their course. So that's, I love this analogy as we're looking at how we come to good conclusions is we need to still be adding data. Mm-hmm. Even though the bell was there, they could have just still had a bell there today, Mark, and there'd still be ships crashing there. But it went past that to something better. And an, instru- an interesting observation is as great a challenge as that was, out of it came two breakthroughs. The first breakthrough was the shape of a lighthouse. So they actually changed the shape of the lighthouse because it would be struck so heavily by the water. Mm. And the second one, because back then the lights were lit with candles and and whale oil, it was a new system for a brighter light. So, yeah, there was a new candle system that was developed for it. So there was two process, two breakthroughs that came from that incredible problem. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it does. It causes us to revise and refine our opinions, revise them and refine them. Take anything in your life, if you are in a pursuit to live a life without limits, take anything in your life and break it down, slow it down, break it down like we said, and then say, is this just an opinion or how has this historically been proven in my own life? Not in my own life. I've been doing this for six months or I've been doing this for six weeks. Can I revise or refine Mm -hmm. what I'm doing? I love personal trainers and you know that personal trainers are amazing in the sense and people who are in an active, they're constantly looking for an edge. They're constantly challenging, even though it's built on historical training principles, they're constantly looking to revise or refine. Mm -hmm. And that's really, I think a key stepping stone is revision Mm -hmm. and, and moving forward and saying, is there a better way that I can do this? Mm-hmm. And so when we're coming to conclusions and we've had the data, it's always adding more right. because without adding new data to um, our worldview, the information, the opinions, the experts that have come, we could jump to a conclusion. Right. And that's what we want our listeners to avoid. We don't want to jump to a conclusion, but the best way to avoid that is make sure you're always revising and refining by adding new data that's come or looking for that new information. Because some people can get stuck in, you know, they heard something 10 years ago, it's locked in and nothing changes. Even when you bring new data to them, they ignore it. They are ignorant. (laughs) They ignore the new data because they really like being in that place of where they are. But we want our listeners to not jump to a conclusion based on false evidence because you're going to be adding data, staying open, staying curious, and cycle through that. Yeah. So if somebody comes to me and they're in a position of authority and they have uh, information or data or whatever you want to call it that they, they're telling me is not questionable, mm-hmm. that you can't question this. Red flag. That you can't, you know. No. It, it's, it's, it's just the way it is. 
you're just simply to accept it, Mm -hmm. then I do not think that that's going to help you live a life without limits. No, that's a huge red flag to me because anyone that really is looking for, um, um, you know, growth, hope, faith, improvement, real science, they are always going to question. They would never hold to that position. No, and it's never settled. When I hear people say that, I said, no, there's still more information. There's still more data coming. And you could have a point where it does get settled enough by all the data, but you've got to stay open. And, And give people grace as they're working through this because everyone's processing so much right now and they will be at a different stage than you. You're going to be with people who haven't listened to Without Limits podcast and they don't have this information. So please... Give people the grace to work through this as they are. Um, do it with kindness, not, you know, in, um, I don't even know how to say it, but just in judgment because mm-hmm. they don't know. But if you can bring data with love and you can bring new information and just say, I'm not sure if you've read this or heard this and let's learn together and but stay curious. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us today on uh, Without Limits podcast. Uh, this has been really, really fun. Mm-hmm. This is something that we could we could do several different ways and several different mm-hmm. times, but I like this. So we touched on responsibility, taking individual responsibility. Then we moved over into, and we d- talked about having correct data. Just bring and make sure that what you're evaluating is correct in the first place. And then hopefully we've brought this in for a landing and dealing with conclusions and coming to conclusions that are both revisable and refinable. Absolutely. Thanks again for joining us and we look forward to um, connecting with you with our next podcast. The Without Limits Podcast, where we break through barriers, revealing the keys to living an abundant life. Your hosts have been Mark and Anne-Marie.